0: Welcome everyone! This is Roscalzo with Chronicles of the End Times. So happy to have you with us today. Today we're going to be looking at immortality. Doesn't that sound good? We're going to be looking at 1 Corinthians chapter fifteen. And before we get into that, I'd just like to uh, give a shout out to all those who were at the class yesterday. Uh, the opening of a new series called The End Game and. Uh, We had some great fun, saw some old friends and new friends, and um, really, really looking forward to this class. And if you're within shouting distance, we're at Searchlight Church on Broadway in Long Branch, New Jersey, and the classes are at 9 a.m. They only last for one hour. I really think uh, you'd be blessed by them. Join us. We're having a good time. So today... Let's look at immortality. Many times when uh, we get together, folks get together, and I start talking about heaven or the future, what it's going to be like when Jesus comes back. Uh, So many times the emphasis is on, you know, Armageddon, the destruction, the Antichrist, which is, you know, all stuff that we've covered here and we study here, and it's important Uh, to know as much as possible, to look into the Word, and allow the Holy Spirit to teach us. Uh, But I think we need also look at the positive things, the awesome things that God is going to do and for those who love Him. And one of those is He's going to give us a glorified body. And the Scripture tells us it's going to be a body just like Jesus' body. Well, I'll buy into that one. I don't know about you. I mean, how many movies have you seen or books you've read about people trying to become immortals? You know, we have all the Marvel comics uh, becoming movies and all these stories about wanting to be immortal with vampires and on and on it goes. But the reality is and the truth is, is that, yes, we are immortal. Our spirits live forever. We just have to choose where we want to spend eternity, either with Christ or in outer darkness. I hope that if you haven't made those decisions yet today, that you will examine your life and know that you need Jesus Christ to cleanse you from your sin and give you a brand new life. So what about these glorified bodies? You know, how do we know what we're going to look like? I mean, are people going to be able to recognize us? Are we going to recognize other people? And there's a lot of questions people have about heaven. And sometimes it disturbs them. You know, they see these pictures of these little fat cherubs floating around on clouds playing harps and, you know, oh, this looks incredibly boring. And I know it would look incredibly boring to me as well. God has so much that he's going to do with us. The future is so bright, it'll be, it's going to blow our minds. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul's talking about the different bodies, the celestial bodies, bodies of fish and animals and the different types of bodies. And then he goes into the resurrection and he says in verse 42, he says, So it will be with the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown perishable is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor and is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness and is raised in power. It is sown a natural body and it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. That is exciting. That should excite us. Paul goes on to say, listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, which means that we will not all die, but we will be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with imperishable, and the mortal with immortality, then the saying is written, that will come true death has been swallowed up in victory wow that is so very cool god has a body for you and i that he has prepared for us and many of us may have heard the old song you know i have a mansion over the hilltop and songs like that that talks about buildings in heaven but i truly believe the building that god has prepared for us is not a building it's not a mansion it's not a new home like that it's our glorified bodies because scripture tells us they are not made with human hands and what an incredible gift that god has given us isn't that incredible you know today as i put this podcast together it's this evening is passover and We had the privilege of going, my wife and I, over the weekend to a Seder, which was conducted by a Jewish friend of mine who was a born-again Christian. And in that ceremony, they used the word, the Hebrew word, Deneu, and it means enough. Wouldn't it have been enough if God just loved us enough to create us and put us in this world? Wouldn't it have been enough if God just delivered us from Egypt? Wouldn't it have been enough if he just brought us to the wilderness and gave us the law, and they go on and on and on. And as Christians, we can say, Danae, you wouldn't have been enough. You know, it, it would have been enough, right? If God came and loved us enough to die for us, that's incredible. And to be raised from the dead, that is just amazing. And then allow us to be part of the family of God and be a part of his kingdom to such a degree that we will rule and reign with him in the future, and that he would even equip us with this incredible glorified body. Wow. I'm telling you, if that doesn't get you going, I don't know what will. You know, that's exciting. And so what will this body be like? Well, the Lord Jesus Christ is our model. Philippians 3.20 and 21 says, The Lord Jesus Christ, who, by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that we will be like his glorious body. Wow. Well, what was that glorious body like? You know, God has many reasons for what he does. Myriads of reasons. And and as we get older, we can understand a little more. You know, we don't understand everything for sure, but we understand a little more how God seems to keep everything under control. Not only does he hold the planets and and all the stars and the galaxies together, but he takes care of every little detail of our lives, and he's able to do so many things. And when he does something, it usually affects many people, not just one. He has a, a multitude of blessings come in his plans, as always. And so, we see this when he stayed with the apostles for 40 more days after he died. There was a lot of reasons for that. But one of the reasons that I'm sure was in his plan was to model this glorified body. He appeared to over 500 people, plus all the apostles, the disciples, and he showed them... This is my body. This is who I am. In fact, he says to them when he appeared to them that blew their minds. They thought he was a spirit and they were scared to death. They recognized him. They knew who he was, but they couldn't fathom what they were looking at. And so he said to them, look, touch my hands, you know, feel me. I'm flesh and bone." A spirit doesn't have flesh and bone. In fact, he allowed them to, to Thomas, at least to put his finger in the holes of his hands and his side to prove to Thomas that he was real. And what does that tell us? Well, if he has flesh and bones, but he appeared to have no blood, these new glorified bodies are completely redesigned. We don't know how they're going to be, how God's doing it all, but it's going to be An incredible, incredible creation. And what else did he do? What else are these glorified bodies going to be like for us? Well, they still didn't believe him. They were still blown away, even though they were touching him and they were feeling him and they could see he was not a spirit. He was flesh and bones. So he says, what do you got around here to eat? And he picked up something and he gave it to him and he ate it. That's really cool. I mean, God knows how much we like to eat, right? So we have the marriage feast of the Lamb the Bible talks about. It's not just figurative, but it's, it's real. And so these bodies obviously can eat, but they don't need to eat to sustain life. They're built completely different. And what else? Jesus just appeared, right? He just appeared in the room. He didn't come through the door. He didn't climb through the window. He just appeared. And he did that to many individuals through those 40 days. He just appeared, and he disappeared. And he knew them by name, and they knew him by name, and they recognized him, and he recognized them. So these new bodies aren't going to be like weird alien creatures or something like that that look so different than who we really are. But God has designed them, and as Paul said, they're going to be raised. Though when we die, you know, it says in Genesis that we are dust, into dust we will return. And we all know that we are perishable. I think all of us can agree that we are perishable. You know, we try to go to the gym or we work out at home or we try to eat the right foods. We do this and that to try to extend our lives and make our lives better, which is, which is all fine and good. But we're still decaying. We're still decaying. We are perishable, but the Bible says he's going to make us imperishable, and he's going to make us immortal to match our spirit. Isn't that exciting? Paul calls these bodies like tents. Paul was a tent maker, so that made a lot of sense to him. He says, you know, this spirit, who we really are, our spirit, who people recognize us by, is living in this tent, and you know, it's it's. It needs patching all the time and it needs upkeep to keep going. But God's going to take our spirit and He's going to put us who we are, that spirit that represents who we are, and He's going to put it in these supernatural bodies. That's incredible and awesome. And I hope that you're encouraged by this today that we are going to be like Jesus. And there's more to the second coming of Jesus Christ then there is even written down. God has told us so much about his coming in the word, and I encourage you to read it. I encourage you to read Daniel. And don't be afraid of the book of Revelation. Get yourself a study guide. And there's so much blessing in the book of Revelation, showing the power of Almighty God, showing his dominion and the promises that he's made to us. Within the next couple of weeks, there's a new study guide that I am publishing, and it's called the Endgame. And it's a little bit different than maybe some study guides you've you've seen before. It's very casual in its approach, and uh, you can use it for even evangelism and for self study. Uh, I stay away from you know the million dollar words and all that, and just try to lay it out clear and in today's language. And try to make it understandable. So I encourage you to be looking for that. I'll let you know when that comes out. The end game. It will be available on Amazon. And on the website as well. So listen. You guys have a great day. Know that God has great plans for you. And again. If you're available. And you're in the area of Long Branch, New Jersey. You come to 404 Broadway. The Searchlight Church at 9 o'clock in the morning. And I'd love to meet you. Hang out and we'll talk about the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So, God bless you. Have a great day. Talk to you soon.